You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, dual gender male to female crossdresser, LGBTQ plus advocate, TEDx speaker, and author of the Living with Crossdressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of FoxandHanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm good. I'm My belly is warm and full. I've got my caffeine in me. Yum, 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 yum. How are you, my lady? I'm good. Um, my me fair lady Thursday night completed on Friday Annie live you know how they do like they've been doing like musicals from Broadway on television yeah yeah. didn't you say that they saw Jesus Christ superstars with John Legend yes I saw it I want to say it was like two years ago I'd never seen the production I know the songbook but didn't know the perspective it was uh, narrated from it was a pretty pretty spectacular I thought everybody well I saw Hairspray Rent a few Mm, I love Rent songbook Mm. But Annie, I love, like from the time I was a little girl, like forget about it. The sun will come out tomorrow. Yes. You know when I saw Annie for the first time? What? Shirley Temple. (gasps) Stop it. Yeah, I saw Shirley Temple. It was on one of those Saturday morning local television. So they had the syndicated rights to it. That was the first time I'd seen Annie in any way, shape, or form. All right. Can I just say you look way good for your age? Thank you. Like that's a long time ago with with Shirley Temple for me. But for you, you remember, and she was like the ripe age of 10. If that, she was a youngin' for sure. And with her, I feel like she looked 10 way into her 20s and 30s. (laughs) So So when I say 10, she probably looked like she was. She was probably 17, smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. Hey, when we get go back on set. (laughs) It's a good chip lollipop. (laughs) Get back on stage. Anywho, (laughs) I saw. What did you I'm not see? That young. Okay. <laughs> I saw Annie. Yes. With no, this is the most dramatic, right? You okay. got the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole doing Grace. You've got Selena Smith as Annie. Amazing. Okay. Miss Hannigan to Raji P. Henson. She was good. Mm, I like her in a lot of things. Yes. And she kind of sounded a little bit like the original Carol Burnett. Mm. My skinny arm twin. <laughs> we both we I, both have skinny anorexic size on. Oh, I didn't arms. I didn't realize you shared that with uh, Carol Burnett. But now do you see it? Now that I I'm see it. it up. I see it. Yes, I see. And your... with the freckles. All I want to say is when I saw this on the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, like announcing that this live was happening. Oh yeah, yeah. Guess who plays Daddy Warbucks? I don't know who. Harry Connick Jr. Oh shoot! Does he wear the bald cap? All right. Uh-oh. So when I saw it with Remy, all right, first of all, just the two of that, that is so offensive because he might as well be his hair and some eyelashes. He is his hair. Okay. <laughs> so true. when I saw it on the Macy's Day Parade, like doing the intro, like with Al Roger being like, this Thursday, it's Annie mm. live. He looks so uncomfortable. And I look at Remy, I'm like, oh. he's wearing a ball cap. And she's like, no, he's not. He really shaved his head. I'm like, okay. Then come Thursday night and we start watching it. She's like, he's totally wearing a ball cap. 
he looks so uncomfortable. You, oh. It was as smooth as makeup can do. It was yeah, like yeah, definitely yeah. RuPaul worthy. Sure, but you can sure. tell he was so uncomfortable and it shows without the hair. He is not an actor performer. Like he has no charisma. It's all the oh. hair. Oh, I thought, oh, that's, that's sad Sorry. to hear because I know he was on one of the singing competitions as a judge. I know he has his own it talk was the show hair. for a while. It's the hair. the hair. So you're, you're saying the hair speaks volumes and he can't speak a lick without it. Well, think about if you had your hair off right now, if you took off your wig and I'm I, like, I okay, walk over to the barista who you love yes. and ask for your usual coffee. Yes. Now go. Now, would your charisma be up or would it be shriveled in the corner <laughs> with your little sissy undies back from like 1975? Okay, first off, <laughs> my presentation does not dictate my personality. So you okay. get, you'll get my charisma no matter what. <laughs> no, I would not. If you were half undressed. Well, oh, you're saying if I oh, you're saying if I went out made up but no wig. Just, yeah, right. I would be Just your yes. own ball cap. Yes, I would you know be uncomfortable. Yes, I'm not Grace Slick. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying to you is Harry Connick picture. It's all about the hair. It gives so, you the self-esteem. It gives you your identity. Harry Connick Jr., it is his hair. He's Sinatra with the hair. Without the hair, he sings, but he's so uncomfortable that the ball cap is going to mm. slip up. He's got the mics in awkward places. It's like yeah. he's totally oh. bald. Everything that makes him mysterious. It's like if you cut off your ponytail underneath the wig. <gasps> if Chuck cut off the ponytail, it'd be like, no, there's the secret wisdom of the ages. <laughs> I, I definitely feel that if you uh, came to me with some clippers and said, I'm buzzing that off. Yeah, I don't know if, if I could deal with it. I'm going to make a man out of you. Better not. <laughs> Just saying. Wow. So now I'm going to go and uh, check out any kind of YouTube clips of Harry Connick Jr. with no hair and see what's it happening. It is something. And so Rotten Tomato Julie Rubenstein would give this performance a C minus. Whoa. Just for him or for everything else? A lifting plus that up. on the gymnastics with the orphans. The first scene where they did the somersaults on the bed that was seen in the first movie in the 80s. And I approve. But <laughs> it was just like it was underwhelming. And I'm very protective of the show. Okay. Or, uh, right, that's the, all I want to say. Okay. I hear you. I was going to ask you how you thought about Jamie Foxx as Danny Warbucks in um, the movie from like five oh. years ago. Oh, incredible. Okay, good. And in that scene where the new Annie, that's what Ann, that's what Remy and I call it, the new Annie and the old Annie. In that okay. scene where the new Annie walked in on Daddy Warbucks and he really had a, a toupee <gasps> that he was gluing down, that was like incredible. Oh, it was man. one of my favorite scenes. Riveting. <laughs> I love it. Riveting. Love it. Julie Rubenstein, Rotten Tomato reviewer, says riveting. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, back on track with the show. Who are you? We have a great show. show. Yeah, oh, we have okay. a great show today. Oh, I thought on we were just going to start singing show tunes or something. We have a great show on the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like uh, to begin? Well, I would like to begin. Thank you so much for that lovely <laughs> introduction. You know, we have done a lot recently with this deconstruction of the term crossdresser, right? 
Episode right. 60, we talked about just a crossdresser. In a more recent episode, we talked about types of crossdressers. The name of the show, subtitle, right. The Feminine Crossdressing Experience. And just yes. let you know to all those people out in audience land, Julie Rubenstein sent me a clip, an audio clip to say, hey, do you want to change that tagline? Here it is. And she actually sent me one that I enjoyed last night. That you um, <laughs> could insert right here. I could. And <laughs> on that note, I'm going to say she she basically changed it to the feminine dual gender experience. And I wanted to say, but we're not about dual gender specifically. We are about the feminine cross-dressing experience. But the topic I wanted to hit today hits home because one of our lovely listeners to you and myself, Julie Rubenstein, said this to me. So we took another trip and I listened to episode 61. I have a question for you. I don't usually get hung up on labels. And we all know about labels, right, Julie? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't usually get hung up on labels because we all feel how we feel. The cross-dresser term sometimes bothers me. And I use non-binary. I see you as the same, meaning me. I feel cross-dresser is a casual thing. And I think we take it a step further, just getting your thoughts. That continues to be a thorn in my side. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not the message. I am so appreciative of the message and the listener and their loyalty to us. But what I wanted to pose today is the idea that we continue to get hung up on the word crossdresser and anybody who accepts that term for themselves is constantly seen as somebody who casually gets Not into as the serious. Feminine. Not serious. Weekend warrior. Yeah. All those terms that make it seem like, well, all is non-binary gender, queer, dual gender people, we're serious about it. But yet, if I say, I'm a crossdresser, all of a sudden it's like, oh, just a crossdresser? It's like, <laughs> right. you're not serious? And, and I, it's just, yeah. And to me, it comes on the heels of all the people. And I used to be one of these people whether they're trans or not, that it has some sort of stand on cross-dressers being allowed to be under that transgender umbrella. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like all the folks that have kind of like trying to attach the dual gender or bi-gender, which may be how you, you do identify, but it just seems like there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, again, my books are titled Living with Crossdressing, not with Living with a Crossdresser, although probably stated a thousand times in the book. I'm trying to unravel this notion that just because I accept a label of Crossdresser, because that's at that moment seems the most associated with me, it bothers me that that term itself is considered casual, is considered not serious, is considered you don't mean it as much as I do because you chose right. that term to describe it. And I think that when I said understanding the dual gender, the feminine <laughs> dual gender experience, like when I sent you that, as soon as I sent it to you to, to listen, I thought, well, well, then no one could find us. Exactly. Like no one could necessarily find us in a search. No one could find us. <laughs> Let's say if people were doing a porn search, no one would be, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just, it felt like, okay, I'm putting, I'm trying this smaller category on after making a lot of noise and trying our hardest to normalize and continue to make noise, normalizing the word cross-dressing or cross-dressing individual or however we want to word it. And although people are really wrestling with 
how they show up and if this label fits them and, oh, it doesn't fit me. It's like, we're all just trying to understand and be inclusive. Like we want to be included, yet people are trying really hard to try to build off this like bigger term into little Mm -hmm. terms, Mm -hmm. still holding on to the idea, cross-dressing. And I wrote this, I wrote the word cross-dressing on this post-it and I wrote, not as serious. Oh, you're a cross-dresser. Oh, no. Like if you were having a conversation with someone who wasn't a cross-dressing individual and they said, oh, you're, so you're a cross-dresser. Oh, no. Well, no, because I mean, that's their own prejudice about what the term means to them and what the term means to the other person. The other person would be like, oh, so you're a cross-dresser, trying to validate, trying to rationalize, trying to meet them. Mm -hmm. And then the male to female, however they're expressing themselves is making it really vulnerable for the person that's trying to quote, see them. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to meet them on a term or on an Island that they're trying to get some comfort around and not use it as a dirty slang word and not say at the end of that, Oh, can I still use that term? Because hello, (laughs) we're trying to like normalize it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, And before we go further, I just want to, for the listeners, I want to give you the, the one time only audio uh, oh my God. from Julia Rubenstein. So here we go. The Fox and the Phoenix podcast, understanding the feminine dual gender experience. First off, lovely, well <laughs> done. It's very fantastic quality. I uh, but committed <laughs> myself. You did. And I was very, actually, I had already gone to bed by the time you had said that. So I got to listen to that in the morning. So I, I was in love with it. It was great. But again, the same point that you just made about, well, all we did was take a larger umbrella term and put us into even even a smaller niche (laughs) of who who we're trying to target. And again, people need to understand cross-dresser slash cross-dressing is not a gender label. Right. You know, people who transition, while they may say, I used to be a cross-dresser, if you are, (laughs) as, as the description in the definition states, If you are dressing in a way outside your biology, in your culture, in the cultural norms that is expected of you, that is considered cross-dressing. Whether you're a girl being a tomboy because maybe it's not accepted to wear pants. Early 1930s, women weren't wearing pants because that's only for men. Drag queens are using the art of cross-dressing to give you their fabulous feminine personas and identities. People need to start understanding that every time you say the word, I am a cross-dresser, you are not stating your intent and your intention and your resolution for who you are in your gender. Right. But I think you and I have, I don't know if it's opposing views or like <laughs> you're, you're, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. We want people, at least I do, and and the reason why we call it understanding the cross-dressing experience is because we want to bring a normalization process to the vocabulary around someone who is dressing as another gender. Yes. And I'm totally with you. That is not an argument. We are on the same page on that. Right. So then when you bring it back to to another strong point for you, and that's the fact that like when someone claims that they're a cross-dresser and identifies with that word that we're trying to normalize and get people to see us and all this, and they're saying it to their neighbor or whatever it is and normalizing it, that's also what feels like it's not okay because you're saying that it's a lie. It's like me saying like, I am a potato individual (laughs) or like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of an example that applies for me, but it feels like... (laughs) 
both points are valid and true, but we have to understand that we're also kind of saying two different things. I want people to be proud of that term and not feel shame and walk towards it, but know that you're not really that or that that's just an action of. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is the note I read said, I feel that the term or label crossdresser denotes something casual. Now, I'm not saying right. that that can't be true, but right. what I'm saying is accepting the word crossdresser for yourself, however you see yourself in your gender, you're yeah. using crossdressing and you can label yourself as a crossdresser. That's fine. But the idea that somebody says, if somebody hears you use that term for yourself, uh-huh. they say to themselves, oh, you're a crossdresser. Oh, so it's just a casual thing, right? Just because something is only right. done once in a while does not make it casual. I only show up at Savannah once or twice a week. Does that mean yes. that my dedication to Savannah in my gender identity and expression is casual? And I get all that. And I agree. I was simply adding to the question about you saying that's not my gender identity. Yes. And Which that's true not. because it's crossdresser not. is not an identity for gender. I, yes, crossdresser is, yes, absolutely right. And we've said that many times. Right. Now, right. You, while you can label yourself as a crossdresser, that's great. I just think people need to further understand and delve into the fact that labeling yourself as a crossdresser does not automatically label your gender identity. No, it doesn't. So, and so that's, that's why, and that's why I feel like when we talk about all these things, especially when we're talking about things that may feel like little minute details or things that may feel like big major things, we're just turning something so natural and fundamental on its access and saying, okay, history, mm. this is what this is. This is what that is. And that no longer means that. So I think that while we're all trying to hold true, especially speaking to the cross-dressing individuals or the dual gender individuals or the transgender individuals that tune in and are trying very hard to kind of grapple with all this stuff. What I'm going to say to you is a lot can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, to, and, and I think about what RuPaul Charles says, you can be that and this, or it's not just one thing. Do you see AJ and the queen? Yes. There was just this scene, she was walking in and all her queendom with this little, little non-conforming kid. The kid was like, do you really want to do this? This is stupid. You're walking into as a drag queen in the deep South and like (laughs) going to put yourself out there. This is not safe. And RuPaul just said like, honey, both can be true. Like you can be a fabulous queen and walk into a bar like this and totally have success and be at home and have people receive you kindly. Like you can call yourself a cross dresser or you can call yourself through gender. You can call yourself transgender. You don't have to pick just one. All I ask is that when people ask if you are something, own that. Own that just, to, or or if you identify as transgender, say, well, actually, I identify as transgender. But you can have more than one thing, more than two things, be true for you. Is what Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Oh, and I, I totally agree because I'm I am a crossdresser. I am dual gender. I am non-binary. I'm those three things all at once. They just don't necessarily describe the same thing. Um, again, when somebody says, "Oh, you're a crossdresser," oh, that's just a you know casual thing. Right. That's where I take a little bit of offense I am a little bit triggered by because it invalidates what cross-dressing is or what a cross-dresser is. I don't want anybody who accepts that label of cross-dresser to be, oh, I need to find another label. 
I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is anybody who hears that term and considers it less than, considers it just, considers it casual, I feel is a disservice because cross-dressing gets me from my male side to my female side. And that's how I do it. And to get from point A to point B using cross-dressing so I can express my dual gender, that is me being two things at once, but it doesn't make it casual. Then that's the thing. And that's, I think that's the stickiest point for me right now is it's not casual right. or it's not necessarily casual. Yes. You have people and who And it do- hits people weird. Yeah. And it, it, hits, it hits me weird. It hits me weird when someone, a dear client of mine, else they want to get in touch with their sexuality. I send them an, a lookbook page. It's super sexy. And they say to me, oh, that looks some, like something a cross-dresser would wear. Mm. And it made me feel like I immediately wanted to like kind of get defensive and be like, well, what does that mean? Or, or do what my therapist does. If you're listening, Valerie, I see you. Just I <laughs> yeah, wanted to yeah. educate them immediately and say, what does that mean? But in that moment, I got enough information from their comment that I just went with it. Gotcha. Overly sexy want someone a little more modest. You know what I mean? When people Mm. just use like slang or terms to communicate their needs. Like I'm all for, for that. There's no time to be like, well, here's my agenda. Do you want to take a little walk trans female? (laughs) And let's, let me, let me teach you something. I'll give you a strict diet of the Fox and the Phoenix podcast five days a week. That's right. Exactly right. (laughs) Uh, And I always said, you know, you have to remember I come from a, a position growing up where my my only choice was transvestite or gay mm-hmm. right so this or is like tranny. Kind of, but well tranny is like that slur derivative of transvestite i didn't yeah. know that tranny was also a slur for transsexuals as well Got it. so again at the time i heard the word tranny it was just very derogatory and i knew i heard in the tone of how it was said that that was a derogatory mm-hmm. term so i definitely wasn't going to associate myself to that but growing up, it was like, okay, so I can be a transvestite because that was a word I knew probably from Rocky Horror for lack of a better source point and uh, gay. So like, I must be these two things. And actually, ironically, I thought those two things went together as I was growing up, even though oh, one's only a sexual orientation and one is a you know gender kind of thing. And uh, then uh, luckily, luckily for me, mid-90s comes along and cross-dresser kind of overtook transvestite as like common term use. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a lot nicer a word than transvestite because transvestite right. across vestiges, across clothing, you know, says the same thing, but in English. And so I'm like, I want to, you know, I'm going to use that term because that made most sense to me. It wasn't for 20 more years. I understood that there was a thing called gender identity. I just kind of thought crossdresser wrapped that all up in a bow, as you would say, it says it all. But I kept thinking to myself, oh, that must be my gender. But even then, I'm like, well, no, my gender is male. Isn't it wild? Oh, my God, yes. Like, we'll often hear, like, if this show had just been around 30 years ago or 20 years ago, or, you know, you and I have both heard that from different people, it would have made all the difference. But, like, think about how many more options kids have today and how many different changes that have been made so that. Remy can just, my 10 year old daughter can just grow up thinking 
in different ways with so many different choices. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. And I know people feel that every century, every 10 years, every, you know, whatever it is, times they change, but there's never been a time where there's so many options in terms of your expression, identity. I mean, I'm not saying it's safe everywhere. No way. But I'm saying that we're putting a giant flashlight on all of these different ways of being and existing. And it's just so bright and it's so amazing. It's just amazing to me that I'm fairly young and I could stand in history and be like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Like knock on wood, I will live a long life and be able to see this ripple and how it colors the world, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, you are a perfect nexus point where with both your age and having a child coming of age to what you said, I didn't know anything about pronouns. I didn't know that biology existed beyond male and female. I didn't know that gender could be more than male or female. It's like, there's so many things I didn't have a clue about. You're gay or straight. I mean, that was your male, female, gay or straight. That was it. That's all I grew up with in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And it wasn't until the 90s that I started hearing more because the internet's already coming around. Yeah. For Remy to be able to have that inner pocket of knowledge to even see the world differently than we did growing up. And you being able to see that through her is spectacular. I wish I would have had that when I was 17, 18 years old. And I, and I, and it makes me sad that I didn't because I feel like I missed out on understanding myself for the first 50 years of my life. And I'm just starting to realize shit that I hadn't thought about before. I just started realizing the things that I finally remembered my parents saying for why I kept myself hidden. I finally started realizing it's like, oh, all these things don't apply or do apply because I'm starting to research it myself and and look at myself in a different way and unlearn all the shit I learned or was told. And, you know, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate because I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. I don't want the children in the next generation to not know that there are these options and know that selecting a label, even though we don't want to select labels, but finding out what's true for you and your identity, your expression, your sexual orientation, all those things that make you, you the best version of you kids Mm -hmm. now growing up have that ability. And, And it's, it pains me that people you and I have spoken to of all ages are in the dark about those things. Because we were told there's XX and XY, male, female, man, woman, gay, straight. That's what we grew up with. So anything outside those borders was not to be touched. Yeah. It reminds me of that movie watch party we had. And it was like this scene where the man was experiencing like flashbacks and trauma from their childhood. You're a sissy, like ghostly chance of taunting the gender stereotypes. And if you like this, you're this, like it made an impact. Yeah. I just feel that so many of us are still wrestling and struggling with all the things we've been talking about today and trying to find that. And even for themselves, they hear the word that is associated with me or associated with something you and I might've said and says, oh, well, I always thought that term meant this, or like I said, casual in the case of the, the message sent to us. And, and it's like, well, why does that label have to mean casual? Why is that label not given its due and given its seat at the table? You and I were saying the same thing, but in opposite ways, where I am not discouraging anybody from using the term crossdresser 
because it is valid and we are trying to demystify it. And anybody who uses cross-dressing as a way to affect how they want to look on any given day is actually is so not casual because it is, is being used as a mechanism to show the world your spirit in whatever way you choose to display it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And it's so, I don't know, it's so odd to me because I've been trying to, since I've started learning about all this way of viewing our existence and our humanity, I've, I've constantly been trying to put my finger on the pulse of some sort of thread of understanding. And then there's some other way, like there's just some other way that people identify, explain it. You know, you saying you're very binary in your non-binariness, I find it so, it rings so true to me because when I was first learning about all this stuff with my mentor, Stephanie, I remember being on the, in the carpool with her to these meetings and she'd explain to me, this is what this means. This is what that means. Like, this is what non-binary means. And this is what, what the binary means. And so at the <laughs> end of each meeting, we'd like process. And I just like have so many questions and just be like, just this um, blank slate. And I think that the the cool thing about being in, in this kind of work is you always have something to learn and you're always learning. And, and just when you think you, ha- you have, quote, handle on it, there'll be another humbling moment that said, no, this is also how it looks. Oh, my God. Yes. So this is also how it needs to be handled. Right. Or other options. Again, not the only way, you know, to, to get to the same result. I totally agree. I'm still learning almost every day. And also to have an appreciation for those those things that I don't associate with. You know, there's certain, if you want to say cross sections or types of that, I don't have a a big handle on why they do what they do, but I have a full appreciation for them and their quest to fulfill that, that expression in a way that's most fulfilling. And it's so, and I don't know if you find this because who knows, you may mix with a crowd that's all very inclusive and very kind of woke in terms of their learning and unlearning of all that is queer culture. But I do know most of the people I interact with daily and in kind of the family that lives out here, I'm kind of the queerest of the queers, you know, and I don't necessarily (laughs) identify as queer. I do, but I'm just like, they're token queer that they're like, they feel like if they're talking to me about transgender questions and, and their opinions, that this is kind of the closest person they'll get to a trans individual. Like, it's so strange to me. It's so crazy. And so what I say to them back is kind of like, I'm never the expert. I'm always the student. And I'm just like, I'll, and if I'm trying to school them about something, I'll say it in a way that was like, this is what I've learned. And this right, is what I've right. come to know from people who I talk to. Yeah. But it's always kind of like, do your own research, you know, find a queer podcast, go online, go to these trans support groups. Like you want to be in on the conversation, like talk to the people, like talk to the trans people. I'm not a trans person. Yeah. My friends yeah. are, my family yeah. is, you know, but like my, my tribe is and I will always be the greatest cheerleader for. And if you think I am trans, well, that's a compliment to me, but I will yeah. correct you and say that I'm not. It's very interesting watching people who aren't sitting at the table like you and I are process all this because you have a group of people that they're aware, they have their pulse to what's going on. They know how to talk to children, they know what not to say to children being a woke parent, kind of watching things unfold like I am. Yeah, yeah, 
But then there's the ignorant folks, the folks that no matter what, they're not going to adjust their hearing to it. Beyond talking to me and getting a sliver of an understanding or an awareness, they're not going to do anything further. Right. You just happen to be the closest resource. Right. So when people say, oh, you're just a cross-dresser, or they say to someone, I'm just a cross-dresser, and then they feel that diminishes them. It's very complicated. Yeah. It's very complicated. And I think it's it's really easy to get sucked into the limited understanding and beliefs of your neighbor, especially when you're coming out on your terms with your own consent, mm. saying things like, I'm a cross-dresser. Hopefully, if you say that, it should come from a place of pride, ready to educate them on what that yes. means and to prove like you do every week, especially before I met you, you said this to me. What if that person in Starbucks just smiled at me to be nice? What if my girlfriend was right? <laughs> what if she didn't know that I was a crossdresser? Like that to you when I met you was such like an outrageous thought that maybe some <laughs> human can just be smiling at another human being. Like you always yeah, felt I... <laughs> like you needed to be like with the pamphlets of the, hi, I'm a, hi, my name is Savannah, I'm a crossdresser. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. obvious to you in the beginning if you're out, I'm sure. I'm not making fun. I'm just no, saying no. like, don't you think it's so obvious to you where you're just like cross-dresser over here? Yes. I, I always feel like I'm the token cross-dresser, the token the guy in a dress. I always right. feel that way. I mean, how many times have I told you that looking in the mirror, even in full Savannah garb, all I saw was Chuck? How many times have I said that? How many? A lot. How, and, and it's that thing is like, I just assume if I'm sitting out in public minding my business and someone comes by and smiles at me and I smile back. They're like, oh, they just smiled at the guy in the dress. I'm so happy. <laughs> and it's yeah. sad. It's sad that yeah. I saw the world and sometimes still see the world that way. Because like you've told me, that's not true. That's not how people see me. And that's not what Judy said. She's like, "You have you ever thought that maybe they just think you're a woman? Maybe they're just being nice. It's like, yo, you're taking it all as like, yay, they accept me versus like, Yay, they're just being kind to people on the street. <laughs> or they recognize you as there every single morning, and yeah. every single weekend, and suddenly they're a part of your daily context. And they're smiling because you're someone that they just, yeah. they're the people that you meet when, when you're going you to get your vente. They're uh, the people that you meet each, each day. day. Two pumps of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. Again, how is that? That's only been in the last let's say four years that I've made it a point to be public facing at Savannah, not just going out in the world, but public facing. And as a result of that, I, again, continue to learn that my view of the world is not the view of the world other people have. And again, if they're smiling at me, doesn't mean what I think it means. You know, it's kindness. Can you, but can you just turn around behind you one day and be like me? And then like <laughs> think to yourself like this this girl, not guy, like the, me, oh, me, you guys. No, I would love sorry, that. You don't have to. No, I, I mean, I may. Well, I'll take it under consideration. But I will Just say to those change people. Change it up. Yeah. Or I can have that sign, you know, or on the back of my laptop that says, I'm trans. Ask me anything. You know, I, <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm, <laughs> who, hey, who's uh, doing quotation? Hey, who's that with an arrow? And then you write, don't worry, I'm just a cross-dresser. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yowzes. Or don't worry, or <laughs> just a cross-dresser in quotes with an arrow pointing. <laughs> but you embrace it. You wrote it. It sparkled. I did. I just, you know how I feel about the word just. 
But what, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. here's the irony. The irony of what we're saying is that at some point in our futures, you know, with Remy's help, the just a crossdresser is not going to be, oh, you're casual and you just do it as a kick on the side. It's going to be on par with like, oh, he's just a football fan or, oh, he's just the girl I know. It's like, oh, he's just a crossdresser I know. It's going to be so just, quote unquote, because it's going to be so accepted. He's he's just a crossdresser with some giant jugs and a sweet ass, like a sweet hey. ass honey. Oh, your ass is so nice. Thank I haven't you. talked about that on the podcast you for a while. You haven't. You haven't. And you know what? And had I, uh, I went to brunch today, by the way, yeah. with uh, a friend of mine. And so she invited me along to be part of her squad. Had it not been for like me meeting new people and feeling like I needed to wear a nice, nice sweater dress and be in kind of a festive color. Um, I was going to do my peekaboo keyhole black bodysuit with my with my Spanx uh, liquid leggings on. I brown have. chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I, that's those are those are saucy farm animals, mind you. <laughs> yeah, I was all ready, so yeah, I was going to show it off to you, and then you, you would have had an end to be like, "Look at that booty." Ah, uh, brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> I love that. Is that so good? It is. I that is one of my favorites, actually. The brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> so thank you. I will say thank you so much for the the uh, shout out to my booty. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, I mean, we're never going to be as amazing as you, but we will always strive for And I feel like you say that sometimes to mock me because I have a flat what? ass. How you know no. I do. I didn't I mean, know you, you saw did. it at the Gordenza. And oh, yeah. you gave, you gave ah. me a compliment as I'm anxiously placing things for our first meeting. <laughs> if for anybody who hasn't listened to an episode before now, I met Julie on a podcast with both of us as guests for a movie review night, cross-dress related. And I'm prior free to, to be the, she. And free to be she. And prior to the going on air, Julie was up under credenza, putting on, taking off and putting on, I believe, a mirror over that credenza to see if it fit the background motif she was looking for. Got to see the the full length. So I think it was a pair of black stretch pants with the pockets, but I digress. <laughs> the, the pockets on the jeans must have been extra flattering. I appreciate your fond reviews. Well, you do know, just uh, for a style note, if you want your butt to look bigger, have smaller pockets on your booty. If you want your butt to look bigger, use large silicone padding inside <laughs> your undies to get that real feminine silhouette and a nice little gadunka dunk in the chunk of chunk. Right, which can be gotten foam. to by <laughs> by foam, by hip padding. Or chicken cutlets, or you could just put a whole thing of change in the art. Can I just say one thing before we get out of this? Yes, like please. Before we leave. Please, please. Speaking of a thing and change in both of your pockets, like uh-huh. that would make your tushy look big, especially if you have the perfect size pockets that are semi-circular. Mm. Listen, yes. Remy and I are watching this game show. 
It's where people are awake for 24 hours and they have them counting change. Like they have to just count so much change. And then they do all these challenges after being up for 24 hours. And like, they have to like thread a needle through this, through a whole thing. They have to like do all these things and then people can risk it. Ravi and I saw two episodes. And in these two episodes, we saw someone both almost win a million dollars and then lose it all going for the million losing Mm. it all and should have taken the payout. And then the other combination where they gave up too soon. And then they, they, they spun the wheel to see if they were going to win the million. And Rebby and I see that they would have won the million dollar prize. And we just look at each other and we're like, this is fucking hell. Cause I, well, she didn't say that, but like, if you had the sleep, I keep on telling her that, like, if you have enough sleep, like, you will be able to hear, like, inner guidance, mm-hmm. maybe fear talking extra loud, but, like, your <laughs> intuition hopefully be like, stop now. <laughs> Don't go for the million or go for the million. Oh, my God. What show is this? This sounds insane. Know. I'll ask Ravi. Hold on. Ravi, come here. Ladies and gentlemen, my daughter, the star of the universe. Can you tell Savannah what the name of the show was? Awake, the million dollar game. All right. Well, thank you, the lovely, lovely Remy. Thank you. You heard it here, folks. Hey, you do awake. realize this is now you, the, awake for the million dollars. You do realize now that Remy is our second <laughs> in-studio guest in a row. <laughs> this might become a thing. I don't know. Next, I don't know. Well, you actually... Your dogs back in the day on for the first Thanksgiving episode, the interrupting dog. If anyone wants to go I back did. to the Thanksgiving oh episode of yesteryear, it was I love the that. dog yes. that interrupted. Yeah, was that what I was doing with the dog and you're doing little uh, commercials? Yes. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Interrupting Dog. <laughs> I'm a dog and I don't really know about boundaries or a door. <laughs> Anywho, uh, watch it. that show because it's freaking insane. I mean, I've only seen two but like i mean it was a high and a low right no i'm talking about the uh podcast episode i know it's one of your favorites gobble gobble y'all it's gobble gobble y'all starring savannah hawk h-a-u-k and jules the jewess rupert steve (laughs) is are you gonna get a t-shirt with that the jewess is that a thing is it can you copyright that I mean, I feel like I would have to write on the back, like, Baruch I am a Jew. Or else it <laughs> might be one of those things where everyone's trying to be Jewish, but they're not. And it's like, you know, just like. I don't know. I think it's got some power behind it. I actually think that is a very cool term. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's like princess, Jewess. It's like goddess, Jewess. Yeah, it's got like a feminine. Jewish in the house. Yeah, I'm telling aye, you, man. Aye, aye. I'm going to get Jewish you like. Jewish in the house. Aye, aye, aye. Jewish in the house. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it took me one one uh, line of that to realize what song you were parodying, but fantastic. Thank you so much. If it wasn't for you, we'd have no musical guests on this show. It's true. It's true. I am not the well, musician. This is- well, this has been lovely. <laughs> and you right now lovely. I'm getting out my wrapping paper, my bow, and I'm just about to do the perfect creases with the clear Ooh. tape. And then I'm about to wrap this all in a bow. Fantastic. But before I do. Yes, tell me. Talk to me, girl. When can we hear a new episode? 
Hold on just one second. Let me let me bring in my own guest. New episodes available every Wednesday. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Don. So <laughs> I miss you every week that we're apart. And I do I do appreciate you sparring with me a little yes. bit. I love the point counterpoint today. Ironically, we're having the same argument on we were on the same side of an argument, but still having an argument. So that's typical of couples. <laughs> I <laughs> literally <say>. <laughs> loved it. Are you mad? I'm not mad. No, not at all. It, Could you bring up a good point of how people both perceive it for themselves, which I appreciate you saying so because it is important that we're not trying to dissuade people from having that label for themselves. This is more about the perception of the label to others making it less than what it really is and what it truly is. And I want to make sure, and we're always every week trying to make sure people understand that the feminine cross-dressing experience is something to be celebrated, is something yeah. to be honored. It, we for ourselves are honoring both our, our male God, our feminine goddess. So we are proud to do this for ourselves, whether in private or even to the bigger world. And to be able to share this with others. And even the people at brunch today, I was introduced to Savannah and Kristen gave them a little like, here's Savannah and she does this. They perfectly accepted me for who I was, even you know when I told them more about my life and you know how often Savannah comes out. And it was that important moment to be true to myself and say, yeah, this is a once a week thing, but I am serious about the craft. And here's the things I have done with my right. time and abilities. And part of that is with you, Joy. Right. And that's why when people, when you hear the term just a cross-dresser, the reason why it triggers you is because there's that part of you that that believes, or part of all of us that believes that we're not enough, we're not important, that 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 that, that, that word is derogatory, that that, you know, that all of this is kind of less than and like, yeah, I might be a cross-dresser, but I'm also all these other things. Yes. Which and is I a think point. That, that that's really important to understand. If you identify with a term, you can use it to hug you in all the ways. Like if you identify as a mom, there's so much to that. Yeah. And there's no shame. Like if someone says that so-and-so is a cross-dresser, yes, it's the just, but like, even if they say is a cross-dresser, sometimes you hear the just. Yeah. Sometimes you hear the just based on your own internal shame and struggle with it. That's true too. You don't have to be just one thing. I am a cross-dresser, non-binary, a man at work and a female on Sundays, gender queer, dual gender. I am all these things. I am your co-host. I'm your friend. You know, we have a thousand labels that all apply at the exact same time. So and it's right. It's not just about the looks. Like you yeah. are always dual gender. You are always female and male, regardless of how you express yourself. At least I believe. True. I don't know if you, that's how no, you I identify, agree. but I that's agree with what that. I, yeah. Right. Because dual gender is my identity, but I cross-dress on Sundays. So, you know, both are true at the same time. Yes. And I'm glad we had this talk. I appreciate the listener who sent us this message. Very important. This too will raise that awareness as well, both for this listener and for everybody who listens. And I hope that they can understand they can be all things and many things and not just, like I just heard myself say, not just one thing. You can be many things. And cross-dressing is a vehicle for so many different experiences. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to the listeners, Julie and I are just looking at each other going, ah. <sighs> so on that note, which is a perfect, <laughs> which is a perfect jumping off point 
to thank you, our listeners, for being a part of our journey as we grow, as a, we can be a part of your growth, or at least entertainment, as we always like to entertain. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah, round chicken brown cow. Anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> I loved how you went up on the cow part at the very end. The was it the falsetto? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta commit, and I commit. <laughs> Although maybe I should be committed. Jury's still out. So to all our beautiful listeners, I thank you for being a part of our journey. Here's the real tea. We don't want to, this is why we haven't wrapped up the show in a bow is because we don't want to leave you. We love you and we'll miss you, meaning the audience and you, but like, but most of the audience, I mean, I'll message you. Okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) And then maybe I'll message Judy. Hi, Judy. (gasps) Nice. So we got a, a booty shout out and a Judy shout out all in the same episode. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Well, bye for now. Until next time. Brown chicken, brown cow. Wait, brown chicken, brown cow. You're amazing. Um, this was a heated one. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at Julie MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor. Copyright 2022. Yes, nailed it. If you enjoy our content and want to make it easier for others to find us, please share with your friends. Tap the subscribe or follow button to the show wherever you're listening. Give it a five-star rating or leave a review. And for show ideas or comments, contact us through the podcast on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix Podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix Podcast underscore.